Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today. This is episode 146, The Dark Side in the World of Academia. I have always been committed to college. I went to college. My grandparents went to college. My parents went to college. My sister went to college. And I've always been a big fan, not necessarily of everything that goes on at college, but the idea of getting a degree, getting an education. And I didn't think any differently when my own children, it was time for them to go. And I knew that there was a worldview at college that was different, and I tried to prepare them for that. And I knew that there were temptations at college, and I tried to prepare them for that. And for the most part, my children made it through college unscathed, not unimpacted, but undestroyed. I noticed in this day and age that the dark side of the world of academia, the dark side of life on a college campus, has intensified to the point that I no longer recommend college. And I want to share with you the dark side of the world of academia. Now, I don't believe that no one should go to college. I don't believe that Christians should not go to college. I think God does call Christians to go to college, especially if they're called to certain degrees like medicine, engineering, things where they do need a degree. What I'm saying is that I've gone from seeing college as the pathway for everyone to it not necessarily being the pathway that there's sometimes a lot better pathways you can take to begin adulting, to begin a career. And the reason is that in the olden days, in the olden days, that sounds so funny, back in the Victorian times, there was a sense that you went to college to be educated, to learn more about the Lord, to learn more about the world he created, to learn more about the great works, the timeless classics. And now, instead of being a place where freedom of thought, freedom of exploration thrives, there has come a deepening of the darkness in our day. And if you are listening and you're a teen and you want to go to college or you're listening and you're a parent and you want your child to go to college, I hope that you'll take these things very seriously. And I hope that if you go to college, you will prepare very strongly so that you can be successful in maintaining who you are and your walk with the Lord. Now, when I share this podcast today, I am speaking to young men and women and their parents who love Jesus, who believe the Bible is true. If you don't believe the Bible is true, but you're not, you're concerned about some things that are going on in the world today and you really don't want to be part of it, hey, there's a lot of things you can learn in this podcast. 
But the solutions I'm going to give today all have to do with the Lord Jesus. And I want you to know that they all have to do with the Bible. They all have to do with serving Him. And I hope that this will give you a new perspective on college life. I don't ever believe in fear because I believe greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and greater is he that is in us than he that is in college campuses. But I do want to take you through some things that have changed on college campuses and intensified. A lot of these things you're going to say, oh, I know, it was like that when I was in school. Well, if you're a parent and you're saying that, no, it's probably quite different. First of all, just a reminder, the worldview in the world of academia. Now, some Christian colleges are set apart. They believe the Bible is true, and they teach from a Christian worldview. Even some of those have some of this stuff in, infiltrating, but also there are many Christian colleges that claim to be Christian, but long ago have abandoned their faith. So, the worldview in a college campus, a normal secular college campus, is unlike anything that your teen or you as a teen have ever faced before. Most people on a college campus, the professors, the administrators, do not share your faith in Jesus. And they not only reject your faith in Jesus, but they do everything they can to undermine your beliefs. They mock Christianity. They mock the authority of Scripture. They mock sexual purity. And they mock everything that's near and dear to your heart as a believer. The worldview at most universities is a combination of postmodernism and Marxism. Marxism is the belief that Karl Marx had that you can see played out in the 20th century in the communist takeovers of Russia, of Vietnam, of China, and now in today's world in Venezuela. And so if you're interested in what Marxism looks like in the real world, you can look into what happened in those countries. Postmodernism has a very unique way of looking at things. I can't spend a lot of time talking about postmodernism because there's so much to cover in this, but that is definitely a topic for another time. However, I will say this in postmodernism, there's no absolute truth. And you can even share a story to prove your point that is a lie. But because it proves your point, it's valuable. That is so twisted because in the Bible we have black and white. We have truth and not truth. And so this is very tricky to weave around. So when you go back and you look at literature, and I'll talk about this later, you don't look at what the author actually intended to say or did say. You read into the writings the philosophies of today. It's very interesting, very confusing. It is out of that that we get critical race theory. But all of these things do not and cannot coexist with biblical Christianity. So they have to stamp out religious faith. They have to stamp out faith in Jesus Christ. 
This worldview permeates classroom lectures, school rallies, student conversations, counseling sessions, and all of campus life. It's not like it's just in the classroom. It is everywhere. And that is really important to know. Now, this is kind of humorous. I'm a Republican, and I'm conservative, and I remember going with my oldest daughter to a private university that had been Christian. It had a Christian foundation, but they had left their roots. And we were sitting in the gym, and the guy who was leading the meeting for new students with their parents said, how many of you parents here are Republican? And I would say 90% of the parents raised their hands. And then he looked at us all, and he said, your children are going to leave here Democrats. And I thought, wow, that is so honest, because he is letting me know as a parent This is what I am going to attempt to do. I am going to attempt to pour so much into your daughter from my philosophy, from my way of thinking, that your daughter will leave here changed. And I, you know, of course, I was thinking, whatever, I don't believe that's true. I do think I've put a foundation of truth, but there were things that impacted my daughter and that it was it was years for it to kind of wash away. And I noticed that was true with all my children. My children, like I said, came out unscathed, but there were things that infiltrated that took a while to wash away because they were bombarded and bombarded and bombarded. In North Korea, they have loudspeakers. North Korea... I think, I might be wrong on this, but I think it is the most communist of communist states in the world. Like, they are hardcore, and it's a very strong police state. There's no freedom of thought. And it, it would probably be one of the hardest countries to live in on the earth. One of the things they do is they have loudspeakers throughout the country. They're everywhere. So you cannot be anywhere in the country and not hear what's blasted on these loudspeakers. And through these loudspeakers, propaganda pours out day and night. So they talk about communism. They talk about the North Korean leaders. They talk about how awful America is, how evil capitalism is, and it just goes on and on it drones on day after day and so it infiltrates to your thinking because you think wow I just keep hearing this but am I crazy because I don't agree with it and that's what happens at a college campus it's very similar there's just this constant droning of the same thing the same buzzwords over and over again so if you're going to go to a college young Christian that's what I'll call you if you're the teen or if you're son or daughter's going to go to college, Christian's parents, then I would say like this, make a plan. And an apologetics course and a worldview course can both help. And they are different. Worldview is how you see the world. As a believer in Jesus, I see the world with a biblical worldview. I believe the Bible's true. I believe God created the earth. That affects science. I believe in that man is made in the image of God, but is also conceived in sin. That affects psychology. So everything, it, it's, it's a lens. I look at the world through the lens of the Bible. Other people look through the world with a different lens, and there are actually six major 
lenses or worldviews that people look through, and that would be secular humanism, Marxism, cosmic humanism, which we would also call New Age, Christianity, postmodernism, and the Islamic worldview. And so that is important for your students to be able to know what they believe, what their worldview is, and also what are the other worldviews and how to recognize them. And so I'm going to recommend a very thick book, but I love this book. It's called Understanding the Times by David Noble. And I had my teens read it before college, and I even created a study guide to go with it. It's called Worldview 101, Understand the Times, and it goes through with questions. It goes through with some role-playing and some different videos and things like that. So if you want to do a high school class with this, please check it out at my site, powerlineprod.com. It's called Worldview 101, Understand the Times. That's the study guide, but the book is called Understanding the Times by David Noble. It is a very thick book. You cannot read it in a week. It is a book that you need to plow through. And honestly, Mom and Dad, if your teen wants to read this book and is willing to read this book, you might consider reading it together with them and then going out once a week for coffee or a milkshake and talking about the book with them. Again, it's called Understanding the Times by David Noble, and it helps students recognize the six worldviews including all the buzzwords and phrases to go with them. And one thing that was interesting is that my kids, from reading this book before they went to college, they would come home and they would be able to recognize a professor's worldview. And they would be able to say, yeah, he's pretty Marxist, but with a little postmodernism thrown in. Very interesting because they could recognize this is he, the way he or she sees the world. Now, the area of apologetics is a little different. And in the area of apologetics... That is where we defend the faith. That, that would be the truth. The Bible is true. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is God. Things that we believe as Christians, the, the tenets of our faith. And I have a friend named Mary, and Mary fell away from the Lord for a long, long time. And what happened is that in college, she was bombarded with this, these lies over, 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 over. And finally she just thought, well, maybe God isn't true. And she just kind of let her faith just dwindle away. And she came back to the Lord as an adult. But one thing she said to me was this, I wish that other Christians had stood up and said something. Even if the professor ridiculed them, it would have let me know there were other Christians there because I felt like I was the last man standing. And that's how people can feel. Now, there isn't a chance that if you defend your faith in the classroom, I remember this. I went to college in the early 80s. I defended my faith in the classroom, and sometimes I was viciously attacked. Other times the professor was kind to me, but there is the chance you will be viciously attacked. So... Apologetics is more than just being able to defend your faith in the classroom because you will face doubts when you are constantly bombarded with lies after lies after lies. And you need to be able to answer the doubts that creep into your own soul. And that's one thing a good apologetics course can do. Another thing is that you will have so many conversations with people that where you can use what you have learned 
in an apologetics course to share with them. So you can take a course, you can teach a child an apologetics course. I'm going to recommend four books that are really awesome. More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. It's a thin book. It is so helpful. I lent this book to someone once, and they called me a week later and said, Hey, I just want you to know I gave my heart to Christ. This book answered all the questions I had, all the things I thought. There's no way this is true. It really helped. So that's More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. Cold Case Christianity by J. Warner Wallace. Cold Case Christianity is written by a former detective, homicide detective, and he shows, he basically looks at Christianity from the point of view of proving a case to be taken to court. Really, really good. Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. Very thick, thick book. Like, you just basically can't read it all. It's so thick, but you can look up things that you have questions about or that it's a great resource to have at school because if someone asks you a question and you're thinking, well, I know this is true, but I don't know how to explain it, you can look it up. And then there's uh, Answers in Genesis has a Demolishing Strongholds DVD series that is really, really good. So, I've talked about the worldview on college campuses and the attempt to stomp out faith. The next thing that happens is cancel culture. Now, cancel culture is brand new. I mean, here in America, we have always believed innocent until proven guilty that you have a right to face your accusers. All these things are in the Constitution and that you can't uh, you can't judge a man guilty unless you have proven that he is guilty in a court of law but what is happening now is forget the forget the accusing forget the the evidence forget the court case if you refuse to bend your knee to the liberal credo at colleges you may face being canceled and i had a friend who just had some African friends braid her hair. She's a white girl, and she was accused by another white student of appropriating their culture, and the other white student spit in her face and slapped her and was very, very aggressive. I just thought, what? I mean, it it, it was amazing to me, but that is where we're at with cancel culture. It's not about accountability. When someone is called on the carpet, they should be free to defend their words or actions. And that is not what happens in cancel culture. In cancel culture, if you do something that the college powers that be do not agree with, they can make you feel like an outcast. And cancel culture, they can unfriend you. They can fire you, they can beat you up, they can do cyberbullying, they can suspend you. Healthy debate is out, freedom of speech is out. You have to adhere to the status quo. Now, I'm sure not every single college is that bad, but folks, that's where we're heading. And I am shocked at the stories that I hear from friends. Cancel culture makes it really hard for your student to feel safe. If you're a teen, you have to realize that if you are going to be bold for the gospel, you are not going to feel safe. And it can also make you pretend to agree with things that you really don't agree with or do things that you really don't want to do.
and that is wrong we need to stand for Christ and it's hard to stand strong against the tide Christians can stand firm within this counterculture within this cancel culture if they keep their eyes on Jesus if they spend time in prayer if they spend time in Bible study and if they connect with other believers who are firm in the faith if you're going to go away to college find a nearby local church that you can plug into and find a group of Christians on campus if you are staying home and commuting do not stop being plugged into your local church that is going to be your lifeline and also find Christians on campus that you can be friends with this is paramount this is so important parents if you're listening I just want to tell you how many Christian young people are walking away from the faith and young teen if you're listening and you're getting ready to go to college or you're thinking about it in a couple years you do not have to walk away from your faith you can stand strong in the name of Jesus do not do not give up do not back down because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the next thing that students face at college has been around a long time even since my mom was going to college and that is called temptation there is a an idea that kids are supposed to go away to college not necessarily to learn anymore but to sow their wild oats and to just have a good old time and so you find that there is temptation on a whole new level I remember going to college I had just given my life to the Lord a year before and I was so excited about Jesus so I was not tempted but this is in the early 80s I was surrounded by sexual immorality I was surrounded by um, dirty language pornography getting drunk taking drugs it was everywhere like it was everywhere and I just had to keep my eyes on the Lord and luckily there was so much enthusiasm in my heart for the Lord I immediately found a group of Christians who loved the Lord and plugged in to that fellowship and that honestly kept me so strong in the Lord one of the things that really helped me during that time to resist temptation because I did see some of my Christian friends fall into sin but then the Lord would bring them out eventually but you know sin will sin will destroy you we take sin lightly in our day but sin is nothing to mess around with avoid sin avoid evil memorize scripture before you go to college if you've memorized scripture in the past brush up on it renew those scriptures and let the word dwell in your heart richly the Bible says how can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word I seek you with all my heart do not let me stray from your commands there's a couple of resources I want to share with you that can lay a foundation in your child in your teen or teen this could, these resources can lay a foundation in you that will help you to be confident in an ever-increasing hostile world and so the book that I love is called the search for significance by Robert S McGee it is not a new book it's been around a while but the truths in that are timeless 
It helps you to see the practicalness of the fact that what happened on the cross affects you, changes you, is there for you. You are forgiven. You are justified. You are set free from the power of sin. And this book is so wonderful and so, so helpful. And I created two courses for my own teenagers to help them have a solid foundation in the faith. And I use that book as part of my course in both for girls and for guys. So the girls one is God's Girls 101, Grow in Christ. And the boys, the, the guys one is Real Men 101, Godly Manhood. They're both available at PowerlineProd.com. If you look at the show notes, and this is show, show 146, you can see links to the book. There'll be a picture of the book, and you can just press on it. Okay, so here we go. I am going to take a short break. We're going to come back and finish up, but we want to wish the Ultimate Podcast Network a happy birthday. They're our sponsor today. We're excited with them to celebrate. So here's the message, and we'll be right back. Happy birthday, Ultimate Podcast Network family. Celebrating eight years in 2021 of bringing you the listener free broadcasts on topics that are family friendly. There are podcasts on homeschooling, kids, family life, and success over struggles. There are podcasts on rekindling your romance, household management, organization, health issues, techie skills, and podcasts on every academic subject that will help you in your journey. And there's more. I want to give a shout out to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network podcasters. They work hours and hours to bring you these broadcasts for free. And how can you thank them? Well, it's easy. One, subscribe to their channel. You can do this on any podcast app. Two, give this podcast a star rating on your favorite podcast app, as well as comment on the website. Three, share this episode and the network with a friend. And thank you, our listeners. You've kept us on the air for many years and millions of downloads. Also, I invite you to sign up for our e-zine that comes out weekly with freebies each month for subscribers only, as well as a list of all the podcasts you won't want to miss. You can find this podcast as well as others on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.com. And happy birthday! Enjoy this upcoming presentation, and God bless. You've been listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome back. I am so, so excited to talk to you about these things, even though they are hard things. Like, I would rather talk about sunshine and rainbows and all the blessings of God because God has blessed us so much. But, folks, we are in a pivotal time and we have to be wary and we have to have our eyes open and we have to be strategic and proactive in our planning. 
I have talked about the worldview. I have talked about temptation on the college campus, and I've talked about how teens can prepare by studying worldview, by studying apologetics, by being grounded in their relationship with God. And now I want to talk about two more things. The next one is lowering of academic standards. Now, as colleges focus more on imparting a philosophy than educating, the level of education suffers. So the goal now is not so much to impart knowledge, to impart wisdom. The goal is, here is this philosophy. You need to accept it. We are changing the world. It's a revolution. It is a communist revolution. It's a changing of the guard. It's goodbye biblical truth. Hello craziness. I mean, I don't know another way to put it. So when your child, one of the reasons I give my child such a broad education in high school is I knew they're not going to get this wonderful smattering of all the classics. They're not going to get this wonderful smattering of classic works. So my kids and I read a lot of those classics in high school. Let me give you some examples of the way college is dumbed down. College has changed history. It's rewritten history. They have attached themselves to textbooks, to textbook authors, to curriculum creators that do not teach what really happened. They teach a new version of history through the lens of Marxism, and it's completely different. It is a completely different story. You can still find a lot of resources out there with what really happened in the United States. No one in those books says slavery is good. Everyone in those books says slavery was an evil. But there's other good things about our nation. And as we look back and we destroy statues of good people who were flawed, history is full of people who were flawed. History is full of things that are never completely altruistic. It's just not true. It is not true that there is a goodness that we can achieve apart from God. And even those of us who know the Lord still fall into sin. We are still flawed. We still have our struggles. And so when you look at human history, it can be disappointing. But we need to look back and know the truth. And so there is a rewriting of history. There is an impartation to students, let's destroy the past. And I remember that happened. I wasn't alive, but I remember hearing about it in China where there was a period of time where they purged their nation and they went through and they destroyed all of the beautiful artwork and all of the beautiful buildings. Now, some were still saved, praise God, but there was so much destroyed in that time that we can never get back. We can never, ever get back. And it's so sad. And so we are living in a time when people want to tear down statues. They want to defame good men. And they want to villainize people who actually were heroes in their day. Not perfect, very flawed, but heroes. It's very sad. It is very, very sad. But that is where we're at. People don't read original documents anymore. They they pull out little blurbs. One, one thing that I remember always hearing about Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe, I always heard about that book. 
I had never been asked to read it in any class I ever took. So when I became a homeschool mom, I thought, you know what, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to see what's so great about it because I remember there's a quote that Abraham Lincoln said to Harriet Beecher Snow. So this is the little woman who started the Civil War, or whatever he called the war. And that book is pivotal. It changed our history. So I picked it up and read it. It was a hard read. I think I read it during one of my pregnancies because I would be sick for three months and in bed. So all I could do was read. That book was absolutely amazing. It has such a Christian foundation, such a beautiful Christian message. And yes, it is very anti-slavery, as it should be. But wow, no wonder that book was never recommended to me. So one thing I had all my children do was read that book because children should read books that change the world. I have my children read the Communist Manifesto. I have my children read The Wealth of the Nations. I have them read these books that change the world because that is part of true education is reading books that change the world is reading literature that has stood the test of time and that is not there anymore on college campuses i remember my daughter had read augustine's confessions and they actually had to read that in one of her classes and the professor did not understand how augustine would write one thing but then he had done all these bad things and he couldn't put it all together and my daughter had to explain to him that this was his testimony of how Jesus Christ had changed his life and that's how he was in the past and then there was meeting Jesus and then he became a new person he was transformed the professor did not understand that now I was blown away because I thought reading Augustine that's so clear but this is how blinded some of these people in the world of academia are another thing is literature the study of literature postmodernism was birthed in English departments somewhere and they do not look at literature with the author's original intent or even the exact words that are there but they believe it's fine to read into the literature from our present day so everything is whatever you think it should be there's no search for truth I mean even in the 60s with the hippies who were high as a kite they were on this search for truth there is no search for truth anymore there is this is what I want truth to be so I am going to create it myself and of course you know who that sounds like Satan himself So as we look at what is going on academically in college campuses, students are not learning how to think. They are learning what to think, and they better think that way or else. They are being brainwashed with an ideology that contradicts the Word of God. You have to realize that is brought into every subject. It's going on in public schools, too. You should be glad that you homeschool. Because I was looking at, I had finished writing a geography textbook, and I thought, I'm just going to, after it's done, I'm going to look at some of the standards that teachers have to adhere to when they, they teach geography. So I went to a few states, and I looked at their standards. I was shocked. Here is all this stuff that has nothing to do with geography that is brought in because the whole goal now of education is teaching children what to think about life. And it's just very scary. 
the philosophy that is being inbred into students. Finally, the last thing that you should consider before you go to college and make a proactive plan is the money factor. Many students go into massive amounts of debt to get their degree. And they figured that, oh, I'll have a college degree, I can get a good job and pay it off quickly. And there are degrees that lead to good paying jobs like engineering, physical therapy, accounting, marketing, but not all degrees lead to good paying jobs. And I had a friend who was a professor, she got a master's degree, and she was a professor and she was making so little money. And I had another friend who apprenticed as a plumber and he was making, they were the same age, he was making three times more than her. So that is just the name of the game. And if you don't want to go into some of these higher paying jobs, there's a lot of other ways that you can be trained and educated. You can take courses online, you can go to trade schools, you can apprentice. So there are so many, you can learn on the job. There's so many different things that you can do besides college. For some careers, college is the only way. College is the only option. And I'm not saying that teens shouldn't major in something they love, like literature or poetry or philosophy, as long as they realize these degrees will probably not lead them to jobs making the kind of money they want to make. And so as a leader in the homeschool community, as a curriculum creator, as someone who has just ministered to homeschooling parents over the years, I feel that it is unfair of me to continue to answer questions like, how can I get my kid into a good college without revealing the dark side of going to college too? And here's my advice. If you go to college, young man or young woman, know what you are getting into so you can navigate successfully with the Lord's help. And parent, if your child wants to go to college, if you want them to go to college, make a proactive plan so that they can come out with a stronger walk with the Lord rather than losing their way. I hope that this podcast has encouraged you to be very serious about the times that we live in. But know this, when the darkness is the darkest, the light of Christ in us shines the brightest. Do not be afraid to speak up. Do not be afraid to shine. Jesus Christ is still on the throne and his kingdom is advancing throughout the earth. And he is greater in you than he that is in the world and he that is on those college campuses. Satan doesn't have a chance, but we have to be proactive and we have to plan. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.